0: Today on Rogue Padron Mission 4, Tycho vs. Korin, the first part of x wing Civil War. ISB agent Kiritan Lore finds himself going to Imperial Center. Rogue Squadron is now on active duty. And we meet Yasani Isard, the leader of the Empire on Coruscant. This is Rogue Leader. All wings are part in. Rogue Six,
1: standing by.
2: Rogue Seven, standing by.
1: Rogue three standing
3: back <laughs> like, I'll just continue to make you all sound like idiots until you tell me otherwise <laughs>
2: that was good. That was good. Wow. <laughs> It's okay, I'm for sure I'm the one that sounds like the dumbest idiot. Danny is,
1: <laughs> Danny is like super sassy tonight, I can feel it. <laughs> I like, He's
2: channeling his inner this, witch. This is the beer?
1: Really good. <laughs> yeah,
3: it must be. Does beer make like,
2: sassy?
0: two
3: inches of blue moon. That's
0: what she said. <laughs> cool. Uh, shall we start though? Yeah. Heck yeah. Welcome to today's episode of Rogue Padron. Uh, let me reintroduce your hosts just so you remember all of them kind of hard i guess maybe um we have rogue seven saf who gets a tummy ache after eating too much dewback steak not wrong <laughs> <laughs> What? <laughs> rogue three heath who always starts an episode of rogue padron with carillion brandy
1: true very true
0: and then we have rogue six danny who can never eat noodles again thanks to luke skywalker wow three for three meg I know, and I broke. Leader Meg, who loves potatoes but hates to potatoes. I don't what? know what
3: a potato is. So
1: three for four.
0: Yeah, no. And uh, like in, in a couple of the um, Expand universe books, especially um, I think *Children of the Jedi* um, and one other one by Barbara Hambly, she's talking about like Luke. He's undercover and he's eating dubek steak and to potatoes, which I assume are potatoes. But she, all she did was switch to the P and the T, and I just hate it. I hate it. Like, <laughs> couldn't she think of anything more creative than that?
1: Yeah, that's bad. Hey, everyone.
3: Look who's read <laughs> the expanded universe.
0: It's Ooh, me. <laughs> <fancy>. <laughs> but I hate it. Oh, my God. It's the worst. If that gets me into canon, I'm going to be so mad. So what do you hate more, <laughs>
3: Topedos or Noodles?
0: I haven't read um, Air to the Jedi, so Topedos.
1: Okay. <laughs> I hope someone in... The Force Awakens trailer mentions torpedoes. I'll be
0: so <laughs> mad.
1: I hope that's It'll like,
0: be like the one line in the yeah, entire trailer. Like torpedoes few... and hands in space, and then me and Andrew are just gonna cry in a corner together. Topatoes. <laughs> the worst.
3: So, speaking of torpedoes, I have a Rogue One question. <laughs>
0: Good. Go on. So, Great. a couple
3: of weeks ago, we talked about the possibility of seeing Grand Moff Tarkin reanimated into the movie. And we all pretty much decisively decided that that was creepy and no thanks. But there are other characters that it would kind of maybe make sense to have cameo or maybe more than cameo roles in this movie. And so I wanted to ask about two characters tonight. I'm curious what your thoughts are about the possibility of seeing a young Mon Mothma and a Bail Organa yes. in Rogue One. Yes.
2: yes, 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 yes. Yes to both. I want them so bad.
0: Yeah, I love Bail Organa. Um, I think he's a baller, and he needs a chance to shine. Um, Does anyone because... not
3: love Bail Organa?
0: It, well, because everyone in get the movie right? did love Bail Organa. Like, the prequels were nobody <laughs> listens to the brown man. Like, everyone ignored <laughs> him all the time. That's... Yeah, that's very true. <laughs> so, I would really like to see him... Um, and more, like, since we've got a glimpse of him in Star Wars Rebels, um, and I really like what they're doing with their character, with his character there, it'd be really neat if they saw him, you know, really leading the Rebellion or, like, doing all these secretive things. Um, and then for Mon Mothma, I really like how she's been portrayed so far in the new canon, um, mm-hmm. in Lost Stars and in Moving Target. And so I think it would make a lot of sense if they added more of her in
2: it. Yeah, there's been a lot of, like... Um, kind of building her up a little bit. So yeah. I can yeah. see they'd want to, because she might be, I don't know, she might be dead in The Force Awakens or something. Like, she's getting getting on her age a little bit. Yeah. Right there. yeah. Um, so it'd be cool to see her in Rogue One, actually, like, as a
0: young rebel. Well, youngish rebel. That'd be really cool. Right, because she is, like, has a really high leadership role in Return of the Jedi. So kind of seeing where she is before New Hope would be really interesting.
3: Right. And she, I think... She was in a deleted scene, right? We didn't ever see her actually in the prequel proper, but she was in a deleted scene from one of them. Is that correct? Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. She yeah. was so in that it, it one that
2: I'm still mad they deleted. Yeah. Why right. did they And delete... that also happened. That's Laura right. Because it was,
3: it was like Padme's only plot for episode three that they took out. Right? Yeah.
2: It was her actually being <laughs> good yeah. as a character.
3: So it'd be, it'd be cool to see them kind of pick up that story. And I mean, obviously, we're later on in the timeline at this point, but kind of kind of uh, tell that story and you know maybe they can even use that same actress she'd be the right age at this point
0: Mhm. what about you heath
1: i agree i don't really have anything else to add
0: cool.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you guys got it
0: good for us <laughs> great okay so let's jump jump into the chapter discussion now and of course we'll start with chapter nine um and so in the beginning of this, we get the conc- the, the next part of Tycho confronting Corrin after his stunt um, with their first run through the pig trench, pig trough. And Tycho basically talks about, like, his attitude about how Corrin acts like he's a lone wolf, whereas, like, he really needs to be using teamwork because the squadron is about team and, you know... You're gonna get everybody killed if you keep being a. <laughs> Corin, of course, doesn't think he's being that bad. He'd absolutely be sticking around for his buddies, but Taiko points out that Corin defines who his buddies are on his own terms, and so it might not necessarily mean everybody in the squadron, um, which is obviously a problem. Because Taiko is always pushing Corin's buttons and always like kind of sees through him, but is mysterious himself. Corin ob- like. The investigator in Corrin really wants to know everything about Tycho, which is great because we also want to know everything about Tycho, but not in the way where we're trying to find something wrong with him.
3: All right, Heath. Yep. I yep. might be on Team Corrin at the moment.
1: Whoa. And okay, what? just because of this
3: conversation, like I'll admit, obviously, like Corrin was being extremely conceited. And that was demonstrated in the last chapter, and Wedge kind of called him out on it, and Corrin was like, you're right, I got that. And then Tycho basically came and had the same conversation with him. But why is Tycho making these assumptions that Corrin, when Corrin says he's going to look out for his buddies, that Corin is picking and choosing who his buddies are and not including the He's good at rating people, I that.
2: guess. Yeah. He just knows. He knows little like Corrin. He's <laughs> met them before probably. Yeah. I mean he worked in the Empire, right? Like he knows people like that.
3: Yeah. Yeah, but I feel like we haven't really seen anything in here in this book so far that has indicated that Corrin wouldn't have the backs of the people on the squadron, regardless of like how well he knows them.
0: Yes. That's a fair point. Yeah, no, you're not wrong. So
3: Tycho just came off as a little bit of a bully from my uh reading of this section. I say as I oh, run very far away from everyone.
2: I think we can hear like Heath pouring on the drink because he's going to need it.
1: <laughs> yeah. Wait, well, I mean, you're just wrong, Danny. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know what else to tell you. No, I think I think this is Tycho sort of trying to elevate the bar for what he expects out of everyone around him. Um, and while he may not necessarily have like a ton of evidence to back up what he's maybe accusing Corrin of. I think he can, like, sense that that's kind of the type of person Corrin is and is, like, preemptively being like, uh-uh, no, don't do that. That's not the right thing to do.
0: Yeah. And yeah. I definitely think Tycho is making some assumptions because he does go into um, some generalizations about, like, Corrin being in Corsic, about how he would absolutely, like, be hunting down a lot of the people in the Rebellion. Um, a lot of people who help out the Rebellion, smugglers and other people. And so if he was still in Corsac, he'd probably feel a lot differently about the Rebellion um, and about the people in the Rebellion. And so I think Tycho is pulling from a lot a lot of that as well. So the combination of like how he behaved um, in the field and then his background gives a fairly good judgment that Corrin has a lot of habits that he needs probably needs to break out of. And um, one part I really liked is that Corin points out that he didn't join the Rebellion because it was right. He joined it because the Empire was wrong. And has everybody read Lost Stars? Yes. I think so. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. So, like, that definitely reminded me of Thane, right? Mm-hmm. To where he didn't want to join the Rebellion because of his preconceived notions right about the people in it and about what they were doing. And so that just, you know, that's another bar that kind of Separates Corrin from a lot of the other people, or a lot, or from like Wedge or Tycho, who have a lot of investment in belief of the rebellion and like know that's the right thing to do, not just to bring the empire down, but just the right course in the universe. And so, like, they could also be kind of sensitive about it because Corrin's maybe not full, they don't maybe they feel like Corrin's not fully committed to the cause yet outside of the i'm gonna bring the empire down kind Mm -hmm. of stuff
3: i like i really like Uh, that idea of um some people joining the rebellion are not doing so because they're for the rebellion but because they're basically mm -hmm. picking the lesser of two evils and Mm -hmm. i mean i haven't read a lot of Star Wars books but lost stars definitely kind of articulated that the best that i've heard where you know it was very clear that thane was forced into this decision because the rebellion is the only alternative to the empire and the empire is just straight up the worst um, but right. I like how, um, having read that book that can now, uh, go back and kind of inform some of Corrin's motives and we can draw some parallels there as you described really eloquently.
0: Mm-hmm. And then one quote I really liked by Tycho, uh, was honor exists inside of you and can only radiate out. Oh my God. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag Captain America. So <laughs> righteous, right?
1: Can can we all agree? that that is like straight out of a cat movie. (laughs) He probably died when he read that line. Oh, it's so good. (laughs) so Um, good.
0: And this too, I felt like when I read it, I felt like it related directly back to Lost Stars. And for Sienna, right? Her big deal was about honor, right? Mm -hmm. But her idea of it was to not break her promise to the Empire. Whereas I feel like a lot of people who are on the rebellion side, like reading it, knew that absolutely wasn't true you know doing the right thing is honor um and so i wish that like someone had told her this and then maybe things would played out differently
2: <laughs> well, i mean it was the way she was raised that she has to keep her word and her word right. was to the empire it's very tragic yeah. taiko <sighs> so come into, into the new to canon
0: to be yes like, set please. some people
3: straight right.
0: right be like hey you don't need to do that <laughs> You're still honorable even if you can't keep this promise. I want Someone write Stars, that fanfic.
1: Write a Lost Stars sequel where Tycho visits Sienna while she's still in the New Republic prison and it's like Oh, Look.
2: that's so good. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh my god, I want it. So much.
1: Look, girl. <laughs> Here's what you need to know.
0: Yeah. Oh my god, hey listeners, so
1: your
3: fanfic challenge of the week. <laughs>
0: Or you could do a full novel for um, National Novel Writing Month. Sure, why not?
2: Yeah, <laughs> if I didn't already
0: have one planned, I'd totally do this. <laughs> Someone get on it right now. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll do it in my collection of short stories. You should. Oh my gosh,
3: are you yes. all doing National Novel Writing Month? I'm going to try. I'm such an underachiever. I do it
0: every year. I think I'm going
3: to try. I'm so I'm impressed with all like, of you right now. I'm
0: going to try and see how I do. You can do it, guys. Then I'll have something to like improve upon.
3: I'll read all your novels. Yeah.
0: Yes. Mine's going to be short stories. I'll edit them if you and... want.
3: Short stories, novels.
0: Yes. Excellent. Okay. I'll republish them. Use my garbage, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. So, one thing that I doesn't really matter to the plot, but I thought was really funny, was Corin calls Han Solo a blight on Kirlia's honor. Yes. Yeah. Which I just thought that was great.
1: <laughs> yeah. There, there's probably, been... Like, there's been so much shade thrown at the, like, big three so far in this book.
0: I know. <laughs> yep, it like, I love it makes,
1: that. makes me feel a little awkward, but I also love it. So much shade.
0: Yeah. Well, it's definitely, like, it's nice to see it from the view of other people, right? Um, of what's, like, actually going on. Or, like, how far removed that, like, those people are. Well, because, I love you that. Know, it is Luke Skywalker.
3: I love that when you look at it from their perspective, like... Those three are really ridiculous. Yeah. And to once again bring Lost Stars into this, because this is just X Wing Lost Stars this week, apparently, like the line where Thane is rolling his eyes because they have Han and Lando leading the biggest battle will ever face, these two generals yeah, that they promoted yeah. like today. Like Han was frozen for a year and now we're gonna make him a general and Lando was a you know, freaking miner from Cloud City. <laughs> and I mean he yeah. sold them out at one point. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's just yeah. Like I, I get it. Like it's a w- it's a movie, right? So it makes sense as a viewer. But then right. you go back and think about like the normal people and all this, and you're just like, yeah, I would be rolling my eyes too because these people are ridiculous.
1: Right, and like when you think about it, Lando has done worse than Tycho ever did, and they're like letting Lando lead all of these like amazing missions, and meanwhile they're like, oh, Tycho, you have to have a bomb strapped to you at all times because you were <laughs> once in Imperial custody. Like you never handed over your entire city to the Empire, but let's let that slide
0: right because you did some cool maneuvers at a space battle (laughs) right (laughs) so i and i really did like that like the only person that thane respected was princess leia because she had been in the rebellion for like so long um and that like she kept doing really important public things Mm -hmm. so she's respectful worthy of respect yeah so we also learn uh so Tycho gets escorted off by some security officers, um, uh, uh. and uh, Erisi, er, er, yeah, Erisi, or whatever, <laughs> comes to collect Corin and bring him down to the to the Tap Cafe, um, where the the rest of the Rogue Squadron is. And we learn something important that is going to play a major role in the next few books, um, which is more about Typhiria, and Typhiria is the planet that makes most of the Bacta. And there are two major Bacta corporations: um, Zaltin, which is representative by Bro Jace, and Zu. I had Does anyone take a stab at pronouncing Zupra?
2: that? Zugfra,
0: <laughs> Zugfra, Zugfra. I'll say Zugfra. That sounds good. <laughs> um, sure. Zuckfra, Do I need to censor that? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's represented by Erisi. And we learned that the Bacta is actually refined by non humans, a native non human species um, called the Vratrix. Vrat- Vratrix? Oh, this is so hard. <laughs> <laughs> um, and But the humans run the corporations and make all the money. So, yes. freaking typical. Yeah. Take right. that, how you will.
1: <laughs> we win again.
0: I know, gosh. Humans are the worst. <laughs> we are. <laughs> I can um,
3: confidently say that when I picked up this book, I did not expect to come out so educated in the back to industry.
0: Right? I know. Either. Oh my god! All the things you're learning about the galaxy. Exactly.
3: <laughs> World building.
0: <laughs> so, um, Aristi brings him down to the bar. Aristi, who keeps making eyes at Corin. yeah, um, the the <laughs> and and doing all these other things that make me uncomfortable. Um, <laughs>
1: Can, can we talk about this line for a second?
0: Yes, yes, yes.
1: I'll buy you that which your heart desires.
0: And Isn't it so gross?
1: <laughs> and if it doesn't have a price, oh, God. Go so, home. Uh... Go home. <laughs> so she's not subtle theory. at all. <laughs> nope. Not even a little bit.
0: Yeah. So he goes down there, and then everyone wants to file a complaint to General Sam about Wedge. Um, which is stupid. <laughs>
2: it's <laughs> so saying. cute, though. Like they they care that much.
0: It is. It's really sweet that like the squadron felt so bad about what they did, but they, they keep sticking their necks out
3: for him, and, and he's not really reciprocating. Yeah. yeah,
0: and they also need to realize that there was something to learn from this exercise. It wasn't just for Corin. Um,
3: well, but it kind of which... was. <laughs> was. It was all about yeah. for him to learn the lesson, right?
0: Well, it was for them to become better pilots also. (laughs) Oh, I suppose. But Corrin goes on to say to basically steal everything that Wedge told him about how it was about teamwork and he needed to learn that. And it was really about him being able to realize that the squadron had his back and so that he would now basically feel obligated to have theirs and that like everyone, including Bro Jace, would stick their neck out for them, for him. Even uh-huh. bro. Even, even bro,
1: James. Even bro.
0: So they're all just like happy and smiley again, I guess. <laughs> I and Noara Ven is awesome
3: because they yes. all took a bet on how Corrin would respond, and of course, the Twi'lek lawyer won the bet. Of course.
1: Of course. Of course. He's so
3: great. Can't
2: beat that He's guy. the smartest one out of them all. <laughs> he really is.
1: What a life to be a Twi'lek lawyer who becomes. A pilot in Rogue Squadron.
0: Right? Just... What
1: a life path.
0: It's weird. And we also see Lou Jane hug Corin. Yay. So we're all like, hmm, what's going on there?
1: Here's, he's gonna get mad.
0: Right? So that was that chapter. That was chapter nine. Yay. I it's love when all the girls the have the hots for the jerk.
2: Right. Hey, me too. It's so realistic.
0: Well, <laughs> let's. Let... Let's
1: be clear. They would have the hots for Tycho if he was allowed out of his room.
0: Sure. <laughs> he's so righteous.
1: God, he was like dragged away <laughs> in the middle of a conversation.
2: It's so rude.
1: It, was, it made me really mad. So,
3: who are we shipping right now? Are we Team Core Jane or Team Coreezy?
2: I'm Team Seth Jane. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> so uh, by default.
1: <laughs> I'm Team Corn ends up alone.
2: Oh.
1: That's my team. I'm what team, about you, Danny. I'm team Corco. <laughs> okay.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're, they're because they're there's going to be fireworks,
3: but they'll be sleeping together before all's said and done. One can hope.
0: I like it. That's like Super Husbands. <laughs> yes. Trust. Super Husbands, for those who don't know, is the ship of um, Tony and Cap uh, being married and then adopting Spider Man as their son. <laughs>
1: I hate
2: it. <laughs> the fandom scares me.
1: I I, I hate yep. that so much.
2: Yeah, I'm with hate on that one. <laughs>
1: well,
3: to be fair, the company that can't even put a woman in charge of her own movie is never, ever, ever going to make that a reality. So <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, don't worry. I didn't know that was a thing, but
0: I don't looking
2: like looking up the Tumblr. A it's thing. a thing on Tumblr. Yeah, Tumblr. What's Everything
3: is a
1: thing on Tumblr. <husbands>. Oh boy.
0: <laughs> There's some really cute art.
1: I doubt it.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so chapter 10
0: yeah chapter 10 Yay! back to Kirtan lore so he's now <laughs> heading to Imperial Center which is now what they refer to, which is the new name for Coruscant um, and Gil uh, Gil Bastra died in his custody and he delayed sending the report to command because he couldn't figure out anything from Gil because he's not that good <laughs> and um <laughs> This is basically him just in the cockpit the whole time on the way to Imperial Center, uh, and the yeah. pilots give him some crap because ISB like kind of reminds me of Internal Affairs, um, where for the most part people don't really respect them or what they do because it's all hidden in shadows and more more likely than not they're willing to sell out their fellow like members of the government or Navy or whatever. Yeah. Um, and Laura assumes that he's absolutely doomed because he keeps failing at this, and he's had like two years to really work on this. Um, But then as he he rationalizes this with the fact that they wouldn't pay so much and go to so much trouble um, to bring him to Imperial Center if they're just going to kill him. So he has a little bit of hope, but not really that much. And so at the end of the chapter, we get the first glimpse of Yasani Icehard, the head of the ISB currently running Imperial Center. And she wants Lore to help destroy the Rebellion. Pretty
1: straightforward chapter. Yeah, why was this not just a few paragraphs in <laughs> <laughs> chapter twelve? Like I
0: tweeted. I tweeted last hashtag. night that
1: this is
3: um Kiritan Bore. Oh my god. Like, I was just yawning <laughs> my way through this chapter. But um, our faithful listener Chris, who totally listens to this podcast, I'm sure. You might also know him from far, far away radio. Told promised me that Kiriton becomes more interesting, so I'm holding him to that.
1: You better be right. Well, the payoff at the end of this chapter was kind of nice getting to meet the Yeah. And it was like it was, she would, like came across as kind of terrifying at the very yes. end of the chapter. So yes, like definitely. I'm I'm glad it ended that way cuz I was like oh, okay.
3: The
2: already in love. <laughs> I have big hot eyes for her.
3: Good. Good. I, I mean, it was also fu- like we did learn a little more about him. Like, it is funny how the pilots are just basically mocking him to his face and he doesn't even get it. <laughs> like, yeah. this guy's clearly a joke to everyone who interacts with
0: him. Yeah. So, poor Kierton. Not really. He's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so, moving on to chapter 11, back to Rogue Squadron. Wedge goes to meet with General Solomon and Admiral Ackbar again. And there's obvious tension between Rogue Squadron and the rest of Fuller Base. Yeah. Uh, because. <laughs> Their rogue Squadron has to separate itself from others um, because they are supposed to be this huge symbol and are supposed to be super elite so they're really supposed to be working the most with each other and coming together which unfortunately also means pranks on other units Yes, um, we see that despite his outstanding behavior General Somme still is absolutely like, blood hungry for Tycho and doesn't believe that it's going to be okay And we learned, like,
3: right off the bat in this chapter, I I think we haven't learned yet that Psalm was a Y-Wing pilot, which just completely changed the relationship based on what we learned about the Y-Wing pilots last week. Right. I thought that was a really nice touch. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. You can already see why, like, there's so much tension between him and Wedge. X-Wing pilots are, like, fundamentally different from Y-Wing pilots. Mm -hmm. We also see that Gavin created her logo for Rogue Squadron. Amazing. Which is the Rebellion symbol in red, imposed on a 12-point blue star with X-wings flying out from each point. Make sure you Google image this. Oh, yeah. Um, but I thought that was a really, that was a good sign of, like, team solidarity, is that, like, Gavin designed this thing, and then other members of the team helped code it and, like, use it for a prank, which was great. Oh, it's beautiful. Um, it's so and good. that M-Trey, their um, military droid, is getting patches made for the unit, which is so cute. <laughs> Amazing.
3: He's such um, a cute they're...
2: unit already. We
3: need, <laughs> right? we need these patches now. I know. Yeah. Like everyone's all about their Battlefront Twilight Company patches. I want a Rogue Squadron patch. Yes. Probably because everyone already has one because they read these books like a million right. years ago. Right. Yeah.
1: We could modify it to say Rogue Squadron. Yes.
0: Uh, so we find out that Admiral Akbar is making Rogue Squadron active duty in one month, and Wedge wanted six months to fully train his unit. So this is not a good move, or so Wedge thinks. And he once again is reminded that the needs of the Rebellion outweighs the needs of the people, even those that are fighting in the Rebellion, which is a sad truth that everyone is expendable, even members of Rogue Squadron. So the plan now is to move Rogue Squadron to Talacia and the Morobe system to have better presence toward the core. And this is to put pressure um, not just on Imperial Center, but any other warlords or moffs who are thinking about taking control over there to show that, hey, the rebellion's still in the game. And so from there, they act as a symbol as well as do recon and disruption to traffic lines um, and like create general havoc or rescue missions as they're there. Um, and there's also a quick mention of someone who's going to be pretty important later on, which is Borsk Freyla. Who is a boffin on the High Council? So he has, anyone he else has read... a lot of influence.
3: He's in the Throne Trilogy, right? Oh, go ahead. Yeah, he plays yes. a kind of majorish role.
0: Yeah, he is. Like he plays there? a really important role throughout the entire Legends universe, mm-hmm. Um including like all the way, like most of the way through um the Yuuzhan Vong War.
3: Oh. So wow. he
0: stays around a lot. Cool. Um, cool. and so he will be in these in this book series, not as much, but still enough. Because he is on the High Council, and um, there will be issues with Boffins later on.
3: Like, he, what happened in Thrawn? I'm trying to remember. He turned out to be. Oh, wait, has everyone read it? Yes.
2: No, but I don't remember.
0: But I think spoilers by now are fine. <laughs> yeah, it's been okay. past he, he, like
3: He like, turns yes. out to be a bad guy in the Thrawn trilogy, right?
0: He's not a it's... bad guy. Um,
3: I, It was so many years does... ago, I don't remember.
0: Yeah, he's not a bad guy. He just has his own. Um, ambitions and goals for the Republic that are usually in um, contrast to what like Leia wants, and um, Leia and Mon Mothma are very similar in their ideals, but Mon Mothma has to is better politically as as far as like um, making sure everyone's appeased than Leia is. So him and Leia constantly butt butt heads, and she, Leia's on the council as well. So he's he's kind of viewed as like a bad guy because he doesn't do what like the big three want uh, want to do and therefore like the reader is kind of against the him and he's also just a jerk but mm-hmm. he's still trying to do what he thinks is best for the republic but it's very different because how it is on like Bothaway, the Bothan homeworld, home world um just has very different rules and a very different culture and so it doesn't there's a huge disconnect between like what humans think is right for the galaxy versus what boffins think got it yeah
3: cool thank you for that so he's not
0: like a villain he's just a jerk (laughs) yeah like i don't like him ever but he's not it's like politicians right you don't you you just there's just some you do not like because you think their policies are bad and his policies are bad
3: is he the trump of the eu or is he not quite that bad
0: uh (laughs) he's not that dumb (laughs) like he's very smart and very calculating yeah um so like he definitely commands respect whereas trump does not at all (laughs) right right so um like he's very good like
1: he's like the john boehner almost yeah
0: for is very good at what he does
1: he's just like standing in the way of like what obviously should be done Mm -hmm. yeah
0: right or you know different means for him um Bothan's Bothan culture is really really interesting. Um and we will get to know more about it in Rogue Squadron. Yay. Yeah. That's exciting. Yeah. It's really Oh, the Bothan stuff is really good.
3: Oh, that was a good tease. A lot of
0: emotions will be had.
3: Nice job, Rogue Leader. Yeah.
0: Good. And so that's pretty much the end of chapter 10. Um, again, kind of just the background chapter of these, sorry, of chapter 11. Um, those are things that are just going to happen and going on, which will set us up for basically the next four chapters. Um, right. I was
3: going to say, that seemed pretty important because it basically said like, guess what? You're moving out. So we had our hundred pages <laughs> of training and now we're going into duty. Yep. Right. It
2: always happens in these things. they are always <laughs> yeah. like, you have to go now. And they're
0: like, but we're so not ready. But then you know did we're your always.
3: one training yeah. simulation. You learned your token lesson. Now get out there.
0: Yep. <laughs> <laughs> You're fine. Get out. So then in chapter 12, we're back to Kirtan lore on Imperial Center. Yeah, and right. um, one thing I really like and I think really encompasses how Coruscant is is that, a quote, on a world that is so crowded with so many people, wasting this amount of space is a luxury. And so, so Icehard is in this like giant room that has nothing in it. And. That right there shows how important she is and how much influence she has. Yeah. Uh, so that right there is like scary enough. <laughs> Such a good line. Yeah.
1: It's really good. It's really. Yeah.
0: Good.
2: Also, so- I just want to point out, I, I, oh man, like every single, I'm pretty sure every single girl, human lady who's been introduced so far has been like described as slender or something similar. And every time it happens, I'm just like, why do you keep doing yep. this to me? Every single one. Yep, and it's just, it, it. yeah, there's no diversity of body shapes in this book for
0: girls, apparently. No. And <clears throat> and the next female character we get introduced in, this is in the next week's, um, is also described as... Female. Oh my god. So, I you know... Sci-fi sci-fi so much. I know, right? Why does it do this? <laughs> I want my
2: hella beefy, like, thick woman in this. I want Lou Jane to be buff as hell. You
3: know yeah, what? Me. We're That's rewriting the story. Lou Jane is buff yes. as hell. Let's yes. do it. Meg is our Leland, she she can make that call.
0: That's true. But Jane, buff as hell. That's Excellent. really why Corin's scared of her. Not because she's from Kessel, <laughs> but because she can definitely beat him up. Yes.
3: I mean she's buff as hell because she's from Kessel, right?
0: Right. She had to do a lot of manual labor. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. It makes sense. It's a hard living, you have to be strong.
3: Head cannon accepted.
0: Excellent. I like this. I like this way better now. <laughs> so, so Ice Hard is talking to Lauren. Lauren, <laughs> talking to Lauren <laughs> about his report about Gilbastra dying. And she's asking him all these questions about, well, why did he die? Like, what happened? And it's, she, she knows exactly what happened, but she's trying to prove a point, right? And um, she explains to him about, this is also important for the rest of the series, about ZXI-449F, which was contaminated bacta. By Ashrin rebels, and so these Asheron rebels are members of the Raytrix, the um the people, the the native non-humans who make Bacta on Typhiria, and so they contaminated this Bacta that was sent to Imperial Center. and so it led to like disease and death among people who had particular allergies to this. And Isard, after they had found out the batch, had funneled it to the black markets hoping it would make its way to the rebels or other non-humans because she's imperial and they're terrible. And she talks about, she brings this up in relations to why Gil actually died because Kiriton thinks it's because he was already sick and he denied care to him for so long. Whereas the truth of the matter is Gil orchestrated everything. He knew all of the moves Laura was going to make as well as, How long it would take him before he actually gave him back to treatments. And so Gilbastra died exactly what he meant to. And Isard basically points like leads him to understand this fact and um, points out that the problem with Lore is that he depends so much on how smart he is already, and the fact that he remembers everything he reads, that he misses all of these things, and that he's so pompous in his skills that he never thinks of, like, anything else or other ways that things can happen. And that is why Corrin and everyone has been able to elude him for so long, and that Gil was caught precisely when he was meant to.
3: Kyrton is um, so a big, big picture
0: guy. Yeah, well, this is yeah. obviously, like, a huge blow to Lore um, mm-hmm. and his meager ego. But Icehard uses this opportunity to let him know that she wants to destroy the Rebellion. And that he's going to help her do it by chasing down Rogue Squadron. So now he has a new purpose. And now he is smart enough not to just rely on his own skills. So that was the end of this week's chapters. A lot of background. A lot of setting up for later. Uh, but still some good stuff in it.
1: Yeah, there was a lot so of stuff this week that was like, here's the history of that. Here's some
2: information. <laughs>
1: Clearly moving chess um, pieces.
2: like... A mole in Rogue Squadron or something. That right,
1: wasn't there?
2: that was... Our source was in the squadron.
1: Yeah, that was... Is it M-Tree? Oh, I hope not.
2: not gonna... We were theorizing that last week, that, so maybe. Yeah,
3: it's definitely M-Tree. <laughs> I'm Either that, that or Riv, because he's a wolfman, and obviously up to no good. We... Wow, hey,
2: dude. hey,
0: don't stereotype <laughs> wolfman, okay? <laughs> yeah. Take your prejudices <laughs> somewhere else. Hey, I'm should just reading this best. like
3: a 1990s Star Wars fan.
2: We should... I, my bits are on M tree.
3: Mine too, actually.
0: What about you, Heath?
1: Noara Ven.
3: <gasps> oh.
0: oh, I felt the
1: lawyer. That. The lawyer strikes. It could be bad.
0: Oh my god.
1: Bold choice. I know, right? Meg, who do you think? True, I don't think.
0: Uh I can't say because I actually know who the mall is. <sighs> it's
1: worth
2: a try. Oh yeah, that's, oh, so that's there a good is point a- actually. <laughs> Well, I mean, we basically got confirmation of that yeah, in a way. Yeah. I know who their source
1: is. I hope it's not Gavin.
2: It. it well, I doubt it'll be Gavin. I can't see Gavin doing it that. Could I mean, be we Gavin. only know him for like a page, basically. But...
1: right, which is why it could be him.
2: Yeah, you're not wrong.
0: Or it could be Tyco, and we, what? If it's not Tyco, <laughs> 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 <Relax. Meg. laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Definitely some people think it might be. Well, they're they're wrong. I
3: think none of them are on this podcast.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So true. So true.
1: All right. So last week we asked folks out of the new pilots, who are you most interested in learning about? We got some responses. Uh, Matthew Appleby told us, I'm most interested in finding out more about Tycho. Good choice, Matthew. Um, (laughs) And he said, because I want to hear more about past adventures with Wedge and his escape. Yes. Totally agree. And then Austin, the mastermind of Far Far Away Radio, told us he wants to know more about Gavin, which I think was my actual answer because you guys didn't let me pick Tycho. Yes, yeah. <laughs> 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 and that was
0: my answer for when I was reading the book. Yeah.
1: Um, and maybe he's a mole, who knows. Right?
0: Now we don't know. Everything's so confusing.
1: Yeah. Um so for this week's question, we saw briefly in the reading this week how Rogue Squadron is kind of pranking the Y-Wings a bit with the little display they had come up. So we want to know what kinds of other pranks do you think Rogue Squadron pulls on each other or the Y-Wing squ- Squadrons or anyone else in the New Republic?
2: Okay, you know what my favorite my favorite prank to pull on people when I lived in a uni dorm? <laughs> which I imagine these guys do to each other. Though I'm not sure how, because I'm not sure they have a newspaper. But what we would do is we would stick newspaper over people's doors, like, layers of newspaper, so when they open their door, they would have to tear down heaps of newspaper. Um, and we would just do that to, like, one person for, like, a week straight until they would just get to the point they would just walk through the newspaper like they didn't even care anymore. So I like <laughs> to imagine that they would do that kind of thing because people would just Good. Get so sick of it. Good. Or maybe it would be, like, paper just with their, their um, symbol on it. Right. <laughs> That'd be cute.
1: Um, in college, once, a bunch of of guys who lived on the same floor as me while one of our friends was in class we took all of his furniture in his dorm room and put it in the bathroom we like (laughs) we like reset up his exact dorm room just in the bathroom
0: oh my god and
1: i love to imagine that that's the kind of just like absurd and really weird stuff (laughs) (laughs) that rogue squadron is doing
3: Yeah, I was thinking about The Office with this one, right? Because, I mean, they're the classic pranks between Jim and Dwight. And one of my favorites is when Jim is working at the other company and he's sending Dwight faxes from himself from the future.
1: Oh my god, (laughs) yeah. And I kind of,
3: in this situation, imagining that the X-Wing pilots are kind of like gym type personalities and the y-wing pilots are kind of like dwight like personalities and that they would potentially fall for messages from themselves from the future sent by the x-wing pilots
1: a hologram from the future yeah exactly (laughs) delivered by m train (laughs) yes
0: that'd be so wonderful so good um I can see, I don't know if they have it there, but I can definitely see some X-Wing pilots like Saran wrapping the canopies of some of the (laughs) Y-Wings. Oh my God, yes. (laughs) Um, So they just can't get in and that'd be just so good. (laughs) Absolutely. Especially because I feel like they would do it to the whole Y-Wing, which is huge. Yes. But they're so extreme <laughs> that they would do it. Yeah. They've
2: got that determination. That's why right? they're Rogue Squadron. Well, we're
0: Rogue Squadron. We do everything the best.
2: Yes. They're
1: dedicated. <laughs>
3: that yeah, Wolfman
2: so loves
0: that's... Saran Wrap, I'm sure.
2: Yeah, that'd be just so good. <laughs> or, or that... they saran like, wrap the toilets.
0: Or that like Noir van would come up with like fake subpoenas for people.
1: Oh, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> So good.
0: (laughs) I can just imagine like Noara hiding around a corner and having like an Astromike serve papers to somebody and then just like breaking down. (laughs) It'd be so good.
1: I like to imagine that they also pull a prank on like everyone who's in charge by breaking Tycho out one night. Just like (laughs) letting him chill at the bar without any of these weird restrictions he has and like, see, he's fine.
0: Right. That's not a prank.
1: That's just what you dream about at night. Shut up. Yeah.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Shut that's up. What they should do. It is. It would be so sweet. I love it.
0: Yeah, so listeners, make sure you tell us uh what pranks you think Rogue Squadron is pulling on Fuller.
1: Let us know. Also let us know if you pulled pulled any weird pranks in college or anything. Yeah, I love, want yeah, to hear about that's prank, extremely about relevant it. to our book discussion. So please I I love stories like that. <laughs>
2: Oh, wait, um, there was another one. It wasn't us in particular, but um, some of the guys on our floor, like, un- unhinged one of the doors on someone's room and, like, hid the door in one of the showers. And so for, like, <laughs> yes. a day straight, this person just didn't know where the door was. Oh oh,
1: no. God. Wait, were they just not showering?
2: <laughs> well, I... I... Like nobody really knew what was going on, so like the rest was just kind of watching it like what? But this person like didn't know it was in the bathroom because there's like four different showers and they all uh, had the doors. Yeah. Okay. So like if you didn't go into them, you wouldn't know.
0: Right.
2: Yep, that makes
1: sense.
0: And suddenly one day <laughs> someone just goes in there and sees a door. So good. <laughs> so good. That's so excellent. Oh gosh.
1: We could do this all night.
3: Um I have okay. Rebels on the mind, so I'm That's thinking what of she said. <laughs> Heath okay. I'm thinking of puffer <laughs> okay, Pigs. Yeah, we're gonna finish it. This might be like a Midwest thing, but um, have you heard of the senior prank where like the seniors release three pigs into the school but label them one, two, and four? Oh, yeah.
0: Oh, no. you know, so, Blaine's school did a similar prank to that, but with chickens.
3: Right. So, I'm just imagining that with puffer pigs.
0: <laughs> that'd be so oh, good. Or loft oh cats. Oh my god.
3: Loft cats. Yeah. Oh
2: my god, that'd be amazing.
0: They just let puffer pigs go, and they just blow up in the hallways. Rancors. That's Such a good prank. That's so cute. Rancors. That's less of a prank. Then <laughs> no, we see daddy <laughs> Let's stick with the puffer pigs. Okay, fine. It could be
1: baby baby rancors. There you go. Because then they'll be freaking out even more because they're like, "We've got to find this ra- this number three rancor before, <laughs> before it, it finds us." Just... Our...
0: <laughs> <laughs> Where... There's only so many places a rancor can't be hiding. <laughs>
1: We've got to find it.
0: This <laughs> <laughs> will oh, not end well. <laughs> Oh, that's excellent. <laughs> and I don't think we had... Did we have any listener feedback? We've been
1: getting a lot of tweets from people. Like, every Friday after the episode releases, I just love looking at the Rogue Padre notifications on Twitter because, like, people are listening and talking about how much they love it. So, Aww. And that's so cool. Let's
2: just say thanks. Love to- it.
1: Yeah. Thanks, everyone.
2: <laughs> Thank you, guys. We do appreciate it a lot.
1: Yeah, so definitely keep doing that because it's how I've been spending my Friday afternoons and it's great. All right. Take us home, staff.
2: So you can find us at the website, far, dot slash category slash rogue dash podron. Our Twitter is at rogue Podrin. Our email is roguepod at far, And we are on iTunes on the far, faraway radio feed.
0: So that's it for tonight. Next time, make sure you read X-Wing rogue squadron chapters 13 through 16. We'll definitely see some action. So we're excited for next week. And with that, this is Rogue Padron signing off.
2: Pew 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 pew
0: pew. <laughs> Rogue leader signing off.
1: Rogue six signing off.
0: Rogue seven signing
2: off.
1: Rogue three signing off. How many inches of blue moon have you had now, Danny? Um, a f- full one? <laughs> all of the, all of the inches? I'm not sure. All,
3: all like, of the inches. what is that Three like? Inch. 14 inches? 12? Oh, what's the height of a bottle? I don't know. I don't
2: know. <laughs> no, probably more like
3: six or eight. Oh, there's a ruler right behind me. Good. Wait, are um, you really eight, eight and a half inches. <laughs> good. You heard it here first.
1: That's, I, that's hope you enjo- I hope you enjoyed your eight and a half inches. I did. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't even get through without that. <laughs>
3: oh my god.